Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome everybody back to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Today we have Pastor Stephen. However, he is not in the room. He is actually traveling. He's in his car. He's taking his time to answer all of our questions and to talk about his sermon from the road. So Pastor Stephen, can you give us a hello from the road, man? How you doing? Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Hopefully we will uh we won't have any erratic drivers uh while we're while we're recording and uh hopefully i won't drive erratic um but uh anyway yeah it's glad glad to call in and uh just uh driving down the road in this beautiful afternoon yeah and it is tuesday afternoon it's raining it was anyway but you're coming from pensacola where you got to preach at the uh, florida baptist convention yesterday morning um so how was that preaching at the florida baptist convention yeah it was an honor it was uh be able to preach to preachers and uh some of my well i mean my heroes are preachers my dad's my dad's a pastor and i've been doing this now for 30 years and so uh just just really honored that i would uh, even even be asked to come and be able to sow into the life of, uh, of, of the pastors of the state of Florida. So it's, it was fun. It was fun. The great thing about a, uh, a venue and a platform that big is, I mean, you just, you just go out there and unload both barrels and, uh, they don't like it. Then, yeah. You know, they don't have to ask you to ever come back again. So, well, and I was, you know, I was talking to some of the staff went down there to watch you, and I was talking to some of them, and uh, I just, I was concerned about your vocal cords, man. I thought you were going to blow out your voice, trying to yell and scream and spit all over the place at us. But it was good. It was a good sermon. You were encouraging us to stay in the fight. You were encouraging other pastors that, uh, man, no matter what's going on, you can always stay in the fight because we have Jesus with us. And it was a great encouraging sermon. I thought you did a great job. Yeah, I appreciate that. The uh Statistics are crazy yeah. right now. Uh, almost 70% of pastors surveyed in the last year said that they have seriously considered walking away from full-time ministry uh, in the last year. Yeah. Almost 70%. So, uh, um, and it's hard. And a lot of times your uh, pastors can run right there on empty. And so uh, we need encouragement as well. And so I'm thankful for Thankful for events like the one we've uh, we've just had yeah. uh, over in uh, Pensacola, and they're all around the nation. Just being able for pastors to fellowship and encourage each other and challenge each other, and so I think I think the more of those things that we can be a part of is uh, it helps to make a healthy pastor. And I, I would say this, Ryan, for folks that are that are listening to our podcast, and I, I'm not saying this for for our Highland Park people because I'm I'm blessed to pastor a great church that is loving and encouraging to me and my family. But I would say this, I know we have a lot of other people that, that, that attend other churches and, uh, always, you know, look for opportunities to not only encourage your pastor, but your ministerial staff, those who, uh, those who work at the church. And, um, it, it, it's never, 
it's never a bad time just to say, man, thank you for what you do. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it goes a long, long way because so much of ministry uh, takes such a long time to be able to see the fruit. And uh, a lot of times you don't even get to see the fruit in your own lifetime. Right. So uh, yeah. just to be able to say, man, hey, you're making a difference. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, goes a long way, so I, I would encourage our listeners to look for opportunities to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, do you do you mind go ahead and jumping into the sermon yesterday? You talked about Romans chapter sixteen, verses one through seven, and uh, it's talking about just the importance of in finishing strong. Uh, so, how do how do you think Sunday went? You felt it was good, good sermon. How do you think you did? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know about how I did. I, but, I think the scripture's great. Romans yeah. sixteen nineteen. My goodness, that's yeah. just uh, what a what a great verse. Uh, we used to sing that uh, uh, when I was a student pastor. Um, I, I, I it might have been Tomlin who wrote it. I can't remember, but it's like Romans sixteen nineteen says. Romans 16. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great song. Um, but uh, any anytime, anytime you can study that scripture and be reminded that uh, Satan's head will soon be crushed, that, that's that's encouraging to me. So, uh, you your first point, um, and I and I really liked your first point. You're talking about treasuring your spiritual family, and you're talking about how Paul was just you know, thankful for the people that are around him, thankful for the people that are his spiritual family. And, uh, you know, so, and, well, and you tell us, like, don't be a spectator, but be part of the family. So how can we do that? So the people that are listening, you know, the average church person that comes to church, like, how would you encourage the person sitting in the seat to, how would you encourage them to be a part of this family rather than just being this spectator? I would say follow, follow the model that Jesus set for us. I mean, if there's, if there's ever been anyone that had the right to say, serve me, it was Jesus. And yet Jesus didn't say, serve me. Jesus said, I came to be a servant. So look for opportunities to serve and to utilize those spiritual gifts to get involved in things outside of, of, of corporate worship. And uh, even even if you're in a smaller church, you know, corporate worship can get to be where uh, all you do is, you know, you, you, you sit, you don't know each other that well, you're, you're not able to voice prayer requests and uh, talk about what God's teaching you, especially in a medium to larger size church. That is, that is so difficult. So uh, look for opportunities to be involved in small groups and, and look for opportunities Again, not to sit there and focus on what can the church give me, but what what can I give the church? How can I how can I help my own you know as as we said spiritual family? How, how can I help the the body of Christ that He has called me to be a part of? And just like anything, you've got to be intentional. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. just going to happen. Um, you've got to make the conscious effort of saying, I know it's going to require time. I know it's going to require resources, but I'm going to be intentional about this because I know it'll be beneficial to the body. And it'll also be beneficial to me. So uh, what? I say, I say just 
just get involved. Well, and I think sometimes, like, you know, we think about this intentionality word, and it sounds really, really good. Like, you know, like any part of a church strategy, they're going to have, you know, we got to be intentional with the people. And I understand that. Please, please hear me. I understand that. And I think intentionality is good. However, I think sometimes, like, we forget that, you know, when we are investing in the church family, whenever we are really diving in and cherishing the things that's going on, like, that means that we're going to be a part of, you know, even even the bad things or the rough things that are going on. And sometimes in this intentionality, it gets a little messy and, you know, it's it's difficult to deal with the circumstances of life. Um, but you know, if we look at scripture, Paul, Paul went through some difficult circumstances and he was thankful for the people that were around him at any given time. Thankful for the people that were doing some things while he was in prison. Thankful for the churches that were continuing to progress forward, even though, you know, he wasn't there. Um, so I think this intentionality is huge. I just think sometimes we forget that sometimes it is messy. Well, yeah, yeah, like you said, because life is messy. Uh, don't if we don't understand that. I mean, <laughs> right. be brave and watch the news. Yeah, life life is messy because because sin has messed up God's perfection. And uh, I, 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 you know, to me, being a part being a part of a of a local body of believers and uh, appreciating your spiritual family is uh it, it helps in the brokenness of the world that we live in yeah uh, we, we we know that there's only one that's going to make this whole thing right and that's when that's when christ finally stomps on the satan's head and it's over and it's done and it's finished when he when he sets right what sin is messed up but until that time he has given us resources and opportunities um, you know, to be, to be a refreshment yeah. in this life, yeah. uh, to, uh, to be an encouragement there. Um, and, uh, I would say, I would say that's true when it comes to our church family. Yeah. Uh, and the point, the point that I was trying to make in the sermon is, Hey, let's again, be intentional there. Just show appreciation. Hey, I, I thank God for you, man. I, I thank God that you're in my life. I think, I thank God for, you know, how you pray for me. And I'm just, man, I'm so appreciative of you. And, and thank thank you. I mean, it could be something as small as somebody made a good cake. Right. <laughs> Kelly, I'm thankful that you did that and <laughs> and, and that you shared that right. in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we know that there, there, there are deeper <laughs> things there. But uh, I think the point that that I was saying on Sunday is, you know, this appreciating your spiritual or treasuring treasures the word that i used yeah treasure your spiritual family uh that it's that it's always a good thing to to tell someone i'm thankful for you i'm thankful that god's allowed you to be in my life i'm thankful for how you encourage me i would even say i'm thankful for how you hold me accountable i'm i'm appreciative uh of uh just the time and the investment and uh and to be able to look around and uh it, to me it becomes uh, contagious to other people as well. Um, I mean, heaven knows we are, we're quick to, uh, show our displeasure. <laughs> True. Uh, we're, we're, we're quick to tell folks what the negative is, yeah. what we don't like about them. And when they yeah. mess up, and, uh, goodness as believers, the church, we, uh, 
we've got a terrible reputation of uh, of just being mean yeah. and waiting for folks to slip up so right. we can, right. you know, lower the boom on them. And so, uh, well, let's, and, let's let's flip the script and, and you, let's let's follow the model of Christ. And you even said it like you know it's it's just good to be nice. Like it's good to say those things that are encouraging. You know, I I used to work in human resource the human resource field. And, you know, one of the statistics they would always throw out is like, you know, you're going to have a customer or an employee that if something negative happens, they're going to tell like 10 people about that negative, but they're only going to tell one person if something really good happens or say you had a great experience with an employee or a customer, they're only going to tell one person, but man, if something negative happens, they're going to tell 10 people. And I think, you know, kind of like you mentioned, like we're quick, we're really quick to talk about the negative. We're really quick to look and see what people are doing wrong or when they do mess up, we're quick to point it out. But uh I, I like your advice. Like it's just we good to, a, it's just good to say it. It's good to be encouraging. It, yeah, absolutely. Well, we had, we had an issue that happened several several years ago and uh one of our uh, one of our female staff members and I were in a meeting uh with a uh, with another woman and uh, the woman had just been I mean, she just been mean to some folks, she just said some very hurtful things. And uh, the reputation that she had gained was uh, she's just a mean woman. And uh, and as we were meeting with her, just kind of sharing our concerns and, hey, we want to you know, we want to encourage you, uh, you know, to show kindness. Um, she she made the statement. She said, well, uh, I'm sorry. But I'm not fake. I'm not fake. And the way the way she said it, and listeners, please, these are not my statements. So for those who listen to us in the northern part of the United States, this is not this is not what I said. I'm just repeating the conversation. <laughs> she said she said I'm not from down south. I don't put on a good face, and I I uh, I'm not going to be fake. And I love what our what our uh, female staff member said. She said, look. We're not saying for you to be fake. We're saying to be like Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, don't go. act like a Southern girl, as yeah. she said. Act like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and boy, that just really, it really stuck in my mind because uh, it, it's never wrong to act like Jesus. <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's never wrong good, to show appreciation. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. I'm getting a T-shirt so, that says it's never wrong to act like Jesus. That's a, that's a right? good one. I'm going to have lots of yeah. T-shirts. By the time you know, by the time we get old and this podcast is way out of date because you know there's something new in the world of technology, I'm going to have lots of T-shirt ideas from just sitting in a room with Pastor Stephen and other people about Maybe we should have a podcast, one episode where all we do for the 30 to 45 minutes is just the one-liners. We just go down and list our one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, treasure your spiritual family. I, I can't see, I can't see anyone coming to the end of their life saying, oh, I wish I'd not been kind and thankful right. and treasured. Right. But boy, I have already heard many people in those uh, in those last moments say, "Oh, I wish I'd been kinder. Oh, I wish I'd said I love you more. Oh, I wish." Versus focusing on those things in the end that ultimately do not matter. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, that's a, to me a great model, and I love the fact that Paul does it here. Now, you know, he, he does it. He lists like twenty-seven names of friends. Right. Twenty-five of those twenty-seven is ultimately impossible to pronounce, and I had the opportunity to do that Sunday <laughs> in two services. Well, I was going to ask you to do that. I mean, I know you're driving. Uh, we were going to see how, you know, how how well you memorize your sermons. If you could, uh, you know, just go ahead and repeat all those things to us on the podcast. But our producer said not to do that. That we don't have time. We got to move on. So. Well, I can, I can, I can tell you one. I can tell you one. Rufus. Oh, yeah, there, you <laughs> there, you go. Go. there you go. All right, your uh, your second point. You know, you're talking about. Uh, first off, you know, treasure your spiritual family. Then you said tackle your spiritual fo- foes. Sorry, tackle your spiritual foes. Uh, what do you what do you mean by that? Like, uh, I know you tell a story at the end of the sermon that we're going to talk about, but you know, spiritual foes. Like, what what's your advice there? Well, I, you know, I, I chose the word foe because I'm I'm focusing on verse 19. I just love I just love that verse. And again, going back to that song that we would sing in student ministry over and over in the 90s, the uh, when I think of a foe, you know, I think of an adversary naturally in the Bible. The adversary is the devil. But then, you know, he 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 kind of tells us a little bit before he even talks about the adversary that we have is the devil. He talks about troublesome people in the church. And I think we would be foolish to think that everybody that walks the halls of the church are uh, are kind and gracious and uh, are not opinionated or and are not selfish and are not self-conscious and self-centered. And uh, that's just not the case because, uh, well, number one, not everybody that is uh, that proclaims to be a part of the church that may even be members of the church. I, I don't think everyone is a, is a follower of Christ. Yeah. I think they put their faith and trust in something else, but not Jesus. Uh, but then, secondly, uh, the um, even there, there even those that are in Christ, sometimes they don't act like it. And uh, and so the first part was, first of all, be able to recognize that. And I love the fact that he doesn't tell us here. And when you do recognize the troublemakers, when you recognize the ones that are always stirring stuff up, or maybe even they've got this little, uh, this little doctrinal ant hill, this little theological hill that they want to propagate over and over again, and they want to prove people wrong, and that's the that doesn't happen. Do what? That doesn't happen. No, no, not at all. that he but he doesn't say be mean to them right. doesn't say that right uh now now elsewhere you know he, he's going to get over to titus and he's going to be saying there hey listen warn them warn them once warn them twice and then you know after that don't have anything to do with them but i have nothing to do with them means this just don't give them an ear don't don't listen to what they have to say don't engage uh you know he says here avoid them avoid them uh, you say, well, why wouldn't we just go ahead and kick them out of the church? Well, number one, I think you've got to under, I think, I think you, there, there's no way just to lay this across the board. I mean, clearly yeah. look, I mean, if they're doing something that's bringing harm to the body, if they're, if they're doing something that is, uh, uh contrary to the true scriptural teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. That's a, that's a big deal. Uh, but there are some that just, I mean, they, they can't be pleased about anything. And there's, you know, just all the time. And just, just get to the point where you're like, no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Love you, but I don't want to, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll 
turn from from those ways. Yeah, and and, uh, and I and I think so, the way and I, well, and the way you kind of you know explain that simply is like don't don't give them an audience. You know, don't don't give them this audience to be able to cause the dissension or cause the trouble or uh, you know say things that are contrary to what Bible says. Like, just don't give them an audience. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Well, you said it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I agree with it. I said it. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, under this, you you talk about realize and declare victory over Satan. Um, and you know, you you made a lot of you made some references back to Genesis chapter three. Uh, which again is the gospel. You started to reference things out of Revelation, but this is where you kind of talked about, you know, you know, Jesus crushed his head. Satan is defeated. Satan is powerless. Jesus is victorious. Um, so, you got you got anything on top of that? Well, no. I mean, just a great. <laughs> it's a it's a great great declaration of the yeah. victory that we have in Christ and. What I love is, you know, when you when you go back to Genesis three and you kind of tie all this together, that th- this was from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, what was declared, what was going to take place when it came when it comes to Satan, and uh, what was accomplished through the cross of Jesus Christ, and um, I love I love the foreshadowing of the gospel in the yeah. uh, in the Old Testament over and over again. So yeah. Genesis chapter three, you have that that first messianic prophecy there, uh, the, the, the prediction, right. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, I would say, I would say if you build off of that first one, as far as, um, you know, uh, recognizing and avoiding spiritual foes. And then the next one, when it comes to, uh, you know, don't be, don't be afraid, uh, realize that the devil is already defeated, uh, that, um, the gospel is the main thing. The gospel's the main thing. Let us not get sidetracked about things that ultimately, in the end, do not matter. Um, you know, when I was preaching yesterday to, to, to the group of pastors, you know, I talked about some conversations that I've had with guys over the last couple of years yeah. that are trying to deal with this pandemic thing, pastors that— that had no training. Nobody, nobody ever walked through. If you had anybody out there that was saying, okay, now here's how you handle a pandemic. Hello. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Yeah. I mean, here's what you pretty much did know. Anybody that was a self-proclaimed expert, you're like, well, you can write them off. Right. Um, you know, right. we even had, we even had governmental experts that right. sit there and said, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. And then lo and behold, the craziest thing happened. Later on, we found out they didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, imagine that. So, so we've got we've got these uh, these pastors, and they're they're walking through this, and I've got some guys that are sitting there saying, half my church's mad because nobody's wearing masks, nobody's been vaccinated, and half my church is mad because people have been wearing, or people are wearing masks and they are vaccinated, and you know, and everybody's fussing and fighting, and I'm just I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to throw in the towel. And, man, that's what the devil wants us to do. Yeah. He wants our eyes to be taken off of the, the, uh, the, the, the mission that we have, which is to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, to me what I take from this is, hey, remember, man, we're, we're, we're not sitting here. We, I think we've even talked about this before. So many people have in their mind this idea of 
you know, Satan and Jesus and, you know, they're battling it out, right? They're in the boxing ring and it's real close and it's the 12th round and the score, man, who knows, who knows who's going to win. And, you know, Carmen used to sing the song, <laughs> um, like, Hey, you know, pray for him, pray that pray for Jesus, that he knocks out Satan. And oh it's, it's, <laughs> he's already knocked him out. Yeah. It's, 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 it's already declared. It's already decided. It's just, it's just that head is not completely, totally finally been crushed, but one day it will, it will, but do not let the fact that it is not yet being crushed, rob God of the fact or rob God of the glory that it's already been preordained. It will happen. Well, and you know, I, I like what well, you said it. You're like, Satan is still active, but he's not going to overcome us. And uh, you you begin to, and, and maybe we'll close with this because this is kind of how you close out your sermon. You, you talked about this painting that is out there, and, and I don't remember the name of the painting, um, but Checkmate. Checkmate. There you go. And it's this, this photo, and. You know, it's a chess piece, and there's, you know, there's the the representation of the people there, and you begin to kind of tell the story about this artwork, and you know, this guy comes up, and you're going to do a way better job of telling the story, but the guy comes up, he looks at it, and says, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, on this painting, the king has one more move," and I'll tell you what, man, whenever you said that, that uh, that the king has one more move, don't give up because the king has one more move. Um, that kind of the ripple effect of that statement, especially in my ministry um, or the ministry that I'm working with, like it, it, dude, it caused some conversations. It caused some hope. It caused some joy in people's life because we were able to talk about that at a later time. And the fact that, you know, no matter what the things people are going through or the struggles that they're in right now, like we were able to kind of articulate the fact that, hey, the the king has one more move. Like the king is ready to go. Like it was so good. Yeah. That was a- yeah, yeah. I, it's great. You know, just just a great great story of uh, you know, and the guy the guy who was examining the painting, he meant nothing spiritually by it. You know, right. he's a world class chess player, and everybody else. I mean, the reason why they named the painting Checkmate is because boom, Checkmate, the devil is one. It's over. It's finished. And it took this expert there and he's looking at it. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, my goodness, it's not over. Yeah, it's not over. This king has one more move. And it was meant to be an encouragement. And sounds like sounds like God may have used it that way. Yeah. uh, Always remember, he has one more move. God, God never gets to the point where he says, well, no, that's it. I'm done. I didn't see that one coming. I couldn't have planned for that. Um, just when you think that all is exhausted and there's no hope whatsoever, there is still hope in Christ. And, uh, yeah, the king does have one more move. And if we really, if we really want to get serious about it, uh, he doesn't need anybody to examine his playing pieces to make that declaration. Right, right. He himself has made that declaration. Yeah. And even even history proves yeah that to be the case yeah uh, over and over again so yeah i meant that to be i meant that to be an encouragement yeah. no matter where you find yourself in life no matter uh 
how discouraged or the despair that you would say that you're in, understand you're in Christ. Your king always has one more move. So don't don't give up on him. Well, I think that's a perfect I think that's a perfect way to uh, close it out. Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time talking to us while you're driving. And uh, I hope everything was safe and okay. Enjoy your time. I know you're traveling again, so please be safe. You will be missed as you are gone. But thank you for taking the time to point us to Jesus. And uh, Thank you, guys, and uh, appreciate Journey getting everything ready to <laughs> rock and roll. I don't know if you went out and bought a new piece of equipment, but Journey, our producer, is always trying to get new pieces of equipment. So if he was able to do that, that's a great thing. There you go. All right, people. Well, thank you for listening to The Unchangeable Truth, and we'll see you next week. Hey, guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons which are archived from the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. And we would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.